Welcome back, darlings, to the podcast, Life Looks Different Now. I'm your host, Slanti Noel. In this podcast, we focus on reading one chapter from the Bible every week, doing our best to decipher the Word of God, learning its rules, its laws, and its principles, and apply them to our daily lives. Last week, we read Genesis chapter 5. We learn from Genesis chapter 5 that people used to live very long lives. The chapter started out by reminding us that we, human beings, are different. We are unique because we were made, we are made in God's own image and likeness. And of course, God still wants to have a wonderful relationship with us. We learn from reading the chapter that Adam lived to be 930 years. He saw many of his generations. We learn that people used to live very long lifespans. It's, it's marvelous. We learned that Enoch lived to be 365 years. Enoch was a special man. He was a righteous man. He walked with God. He had a special relationship with God, a unique relationship with God. So God spared him from death. Although everyone else died, Enoch did not die. He was the exception to the rule. God took him. How great is that? The idea that someone can be so righteous so much honoring God that God can favor him so much and took him up to heaven where he didn't have to suffer and die. But we learned that Enoch's son, Methuselah, had the longest lifespan here on earth. Methuselah lived to be 969 years. Wow. Just, just unfathomable. The idea that a human being can live so long, it's just like I cannot even imagine it. But Methuselah did. We learned that Methuselah had a son, Lamech. And Lamech also lived a very, very long life. And Lamech is the father of Noah. And Noah was 500 years old when he had his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. This week, we are going to read Genesis chapter 6. It's about the story of Noah and his descendants. Let's see what Genesis chapter 6 has to tell us this week. Now, before I go ahead to reading the text, I have a favor to ask. Please remember to like and subscribe to the channel, helping it to grow, giving others access to the Word of God. Just like you and I are learning, others are eager to learn as well. Please like, subscribe, and of course, share the channel with others. Thank you so much in advance. Now let's get back to reading the text. Genesis chapter 6, Increasing Corruption on Earth. When men began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in men forever, 
for he is flesh. His days shall be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. The Lord saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth, and that every intention of the toss of his art was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made men on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out men whom I have created from the face of the land, men and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah in the flood. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have, to, I have decided, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside out with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits. Its breadth, 50 cubits. And its height, 30 cubits. Make a wolf for the ark and finish it to a cubit above. And set the door of the ark and its side. Make it with a lower, second, and third decks. For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, and which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your son's wives with you. And of every living thing, of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds according to their kinds, and of the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing off the ground according to its kind. Two of every sort shall come in to keep shall come in to you to keep them alive. Also take with you every sort of food that is eaten and store it up. It shall serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this, and he did all that God commanded. <sighs> what a story. There is so much to unpack in this story. This story, this chapter, paints a picture of the human race falling to sin, 
to such a degree that God regretted ever created humankind. Ouch. God got so tired of us. God got tired of our shenanigans and decided to destroy the earth. The text described that there was a multiplication of humankind here on earth. They were populating the earth, multiplying all over the earth. And the sons of God saw that the women here on earth were attractive and decided to take them as wives. Now, when I was young, when I was a a, a young girl, I remember my father always said that the sons of God were actually the falling angels and the devil is their father. Because remember, God created the earth. God created us human beings. God created all the animals, but God also created all the angels, right? All of these angels. But when the devil decided to come into earth to trick Adam and Eve, some angels came with him. They followed him. So he became their father. But nevertheless, they are still the sons of God. So my father always used to say these falling angels saw that these women were attractive. They started lusting after these women. So they went on to these women. They laid with these women. They married these women. And they have children with these women here on earth, leading humankind away from God, leading humankind to disobeying God, to doing whatever they wanted. Because remember, the devil wants to disrupt Satan's job is really to disrupt, to destroy the relationship that humankind has with God. So my father always say the purpose of these angels having, you know, taking on these women and marrying them and having children with them was to really to pollute the genetic pool of humankind. So the seed of the woman can never bring forth the Messiah. That's what I've always believed when I was a young girl. But when I started getting older, I started hearing, you know, people making different statements. I've heard others say that, no, the sons of God were actually the descendant of Seth. Now, remember, Adam had another son, Seth, to replace the child that Cain had killed. Remember, Cain killed Abel. So Adam had another son to replace Abel. And that son, Seth, his descendants were worshipers of God. So I've heard people say that, you know, these were his sons, his descendants, who were the, that the Bible was referring to, that they were the sons of God, the worshipers of God that has decided to take on as wives the daughters of Cain. And because these, you know, the people, the people, the descendants of Cain were, you know, practiced bigotry and polygamy and different type of sin. Remember, Cain was a murderer. His grandchild was a murderer. So then people started to go against God at that point. So I've heard this argument before, 
you know, it's really a matter, you know, where people are like, well, it's really a matter of believers, you know, being unequally yoked with non-believers, you know, the, the descendants of Seth, you know, being unequally yoked with the descendants of Cain. Because remember, the descendants of Cain do not worship God. Cain went on to build his own city, living his own life, having his own children, never seek out God. The text doesn't say he ever did. So people truly believe that it was his daughters that the sons of Seth started noticing and decided to have children, you know, with unleashing the reins of judgment on humankind. I've heard this argument. But in my view, from reading the text, it makes more sense to me that the sons of God were actually falling angels, like my father has always said. They have to be, because if they weren't truly falling angels, I believe the text would have read differently. The text would have definitely said that, you know, the sons of, of Seth, the descendants of Seth, must have, you know, seen the daughters of Cain and took them on as wives. But that's not what the text said. The text specifically said the sons of God. And truth be told, whether or not we believe, you know, that these sons of God were actually descendants of Seth or they were falling angels, really, whether we believe it or not, it doesn't matter. Regardless of our interpretation of this chapter, the only thing we can get out of this is that we learned that humankind fell deep into sin. They were living wickedly. They were following their, you know, their, their urges. Sexual sin was everywhere. And there was so much violence. There was so much sexual perversion. People were not practicing, following, and worshiping God. Now, we have to remember, at the time of Noah, Many of the descendants of Adam were still alive. I believe that because we learned that these individuals were living for centuries, right? For example, Lamech, the father of Noah, died the year of the flood. So these populations of people, all these individuals here on earth, knew very well the story of Adam and Eve. They knew that. Adam and Eve disobeyed God and sin entered the world, which resulted in death. So it's not like they didn't know. Their, you know, their great-great-grandparents were still alive telling these stories. It's just that these individuals chose to follow their own rules. They chose to live their lives the way that they wanted to, not because they lacked knowledge. From what we're reading here in the text, there were enough people alive to let them know that if they disobey God, if they go against God, they're going to suffer the consequences. Nevertheless, they didn't follow the rules. They did whatever they wanted and indeed, they end up suffering the consequences. But we too are witnessing the same thing today in our culture, in our society. Sexual sin is everywhere. Sexual perversion is everywhere. Violence is everywhere. Violence is prevalent in every culture, every society all around the world today. 
Now, it's not because we don't know the rules. We have the Bible. We know how we're supposed to go about treating one another. But do we listen? We don't. People today still continue to live their way, the way they want, doing their own thing, not following the Word of God. The second thing that the text revealed to us is that God decided, because of what was happening at the time, God decided to shorten humankind lifespan to 120 years. Before that time, people were living 700, 300, 800, 900 years. Remember, Methuselah lived 969 years. People were living very long lifespan. But at that point, God decided that he's not going to allow us to continue to breathe his life here, here on earth. God shortened lifespan. The text then continued to tell us that God grieved from what he saw that we were doing here on earth. He saw what humankind was doing. So much perversion, bigotry, and violence. God grieved, demonstrating that God is capable of emotion. Despite of what we believed, God is capable of emotion and disappointment. And because God regretted ever creating humankind, because humankind went against God over and over and over again, yet God still showed mercy. God still has patience, but eventually God has to pass his judgment. The chapter is again showing us the relationship that God has between humankind and himself. It's just unique. It's quite intimate. So much so that even when we go against his will, even when we choose to disobey him, he still has mercy on us. Because the text says that Noah found favor in the eyes of God. Noah was a righteous man, of course. He was blameless, like the text said. But God could have decided to destroy Noah, just like he decided to destroy every single human here on earth. But that's not what God did. Out of his infinite love for humankind, God looked at Noah and took favor on Noah. And God went to Noah and gave Noah instruction on what he needed to do. Because Noah was living blamelessly. He was not wicked like the other humankind here on earth. He was like, he was not living in his lust. He did not choose to follow the crowd just like everyone else was doing. He, he still chose to worship God. He depended on God and he did the right thing. He was not, he did not allow himself to be influenced by trend, by what was going on then. He was faithful and his faithfulness saved him and his children and all humankind. You see, we live in a society today. We live in a world today where everyone is following, you know, popular beliefs. 
we don't stop and think. The Word of God is telling us, if we go back to history, although God loves us, has mercy on us, there still come a time where God says enough and pass on his judgment on us. That's what happened here. And listen to this. Noah did not earn grace. He found grace in God's eyes. So God called Noah to build an ark. Now, the Hebrew word for ark is, means vessel for floating. So the ark is not a boat. Contrary to many people's beliefs, it was not a boat. It was, you know, a vessel, something just to float on water. And experts calculate that the ark could hold 7,000 kinds of different animals. God went to Noah and God told Noah what he was about to do. God said, humankind is wicked. I'm going to destroy all of them, but I'm going to have a covenant with you. I cannot imagine how Noah felt, what he was thinking when God came to have that conversation with him. When God says, my grace abounds all the more for humankind that I'm just going to allow humankind to exist through you, to continue through you. God made a covenant with Noah. I cannot even imagine how Noah felt. God gave refuge to Noah and his family, saving humanity, saving all of humanity. And listen, Noah responded to God's covenant by going straight with faith and going to building the ark. He was not questioning it. He simply went by faith, not by sight, but by faith. He just went ahead, followed God's commandment because Noah was a faithful man. He simply followed God's commandment and he built the ark. We have to remember, God is a faithful God. He's a patient God. But there comes a time When he says no more. And that's exactly what happened here. Genesis chapter 6 is giving us a message. We can go about living our lives according to our own way, but it might be wise to refrain from following the crowd and doing what other people are doing. Just like Noah found grace in God, in, in God made a covenant between him and Noah to save Noah, his family, and humankind. God, there's still grace for us here today. It's still true for us today. So we have to remember not to follow the crowd of today. We don't have to be perfect because Noah was not a perfect man, but Noah worshiped God and Noah followed the word of God. He, you, we know you and I do not have to live a perfect life. We don't because God does not even expect us to be perfect. By his grace, we are here, right? By his grace, we are living. God just want us to honor him. And all of us can do that. It's really up to us 
to decide to live according either to our, according to our own will, our own way, or God's way. And this chapter here is a warning. It's a warning to us all. We can take it or we can leave it. I'll leave you with this. Regardless of what we see is happening here in the world, the chaos, the confusion, the frustration, you know, the sexual perversion, the violence, remember that God's word still rules today. And it's always wise to follow his commandments and not man-made commandments. Please remember that as you go about living your life to do your best, just like I am doing my best, to live my life according to God's way, according to God's word, and not my own. As you go about living your life, keep this story in mind. We see what's going on in society today. A lot of sexual perversion, a lot of immorality, a lot of violence, people following the crowd, people seeking for their 15 minutes of fame, doing just about anything on social media. You and I don't have to follow the crowd, just like Noah didn't follow the crowd. Noah was a righteous man, not a perfect man, but a righteous man, a blameless man, because he honored God. So you and I can choose to honor God. We don't have to be perfect because none of us are perfect, but we can do our best to follow God's word and live according to his rules and his principles, because there will come a time when God will say no more, just like God did at the time of Noah, but by the grace of God, because Noah was a righteous man, he saved himself, his family, his daughter-in-laws, his wife, and in turn end up saving humanity. You and I also have that, have that kind of power. When we follow the word of God, we too have that kind of power where God can find favor on us, in turn saving us and our family, our children, our children's children. Because there will come a time when God says, no more. And he'll bring his judgment, his wrath unto the earth. You and I have the opportunity. As long as we are alive, we have the opportunity to honor God. It is our duty to honor God. So thank you again for watching and listening to this episode. I hope that you learn something new this week. I hope that you will ponder on those words, that you will choose to be a Noah in your family, in your community, a Noah in this world, because you and I have the power to be that. Thank you again for watching. Until next time, my darling. Bisous.